Shomalechem Rabotai, Mishnah continues for the 8th of Adar. Yesterday we started the 8th chapter as well, and we talked about making a, a multi-person Erev Tehumin. Now we're on Mishnah Gimel, we're sort of back to the good old Erev Chatzerot. So chapter 8, Mishnah 3, Anche Chatzer, people living in a courtyard, Anche Mirpeset, people living in a Mirpeset or Marpeset, a balcony or gallery, sort of the upper floor with a walkway joining the apartments. So we have apartments on the lower floor, that's the chatzer, and then apartments on an upper floor with some sort of shared gallery or balcony connecting them, and that's the marpeset. Uh, you'll see this sometimes with like hotel rooms where the te- the second and third floors, they have a um, like a walkway all around on the outside. So shashachu, they forgot... They didn't make an Erev. Now what the Gemara explains is they did make an Erev, but the downstairs residents made their own Erev for the downstairs, and the upstairs residents on the Mepeset, they made for the upstairs, but they didn't make a joint Erev together. So downstairs they can carry in the Chatzar, in the courtyard, and upstairs they can carry on their walkway, on their gallery, but they can't carry from one to the other. So the question the Mishnah asks is, what parts of the courtyard belong to whom? Like, like what's in, what's accessible to each one? So the mission explains, if something is 10 tvachim, mm-hmm. 10 hands breadths tall, that belongs to the people upstairs. Less than this, and lower than that is to the chatzar. The mission continues, vasela, if you had like a um, a pile of dirt that you're using sort of to uh, uh, to enclose a pit, you know, you'd make a pit of water, a bore of water, uh, or around a rock. So you kind of make a protective, uh, you know, speed bump around it. If it's gevohim uh, asar tefachim, if it's ten tefachim tall, so they have the right to use it. Less than that. So the chatzar, this is a reminder of both. Like if someone has lamaisa, if somebody has a swimming pool or a body of water in their property it's very important to wall it off to prevent access to children because not all children know how to swim. So there is, a, there is of course, a mitzvah. We make a, a fence around the roof so people don't fall off the flat roofs like they have in Yerushalayim. Uh, this mitzvah probably extends, at least the concept extends, to swimming pools, bodies of water, attractive nuisances, things like this that we don't want people, vulnerable people getting into. Anyway, the Mishnah says, When does this apply? Uh, that the tall ones are to the, the upstairs, those short ones to the upstairs, besmucha, when it's close by. So like when it's close by the gallery of Omefleget, if it's far away, even if something is 10 tefachim tall, like some sort of column or telephone pole or something like the like, it belongs to the chatzar if it's not really within reach of the of the gallery, of the upstairs walkway area. And what is close enough? Something that's not four tefach away. So if you have a column that's more than ten tefachim tall and it's less than four tefachim away from the upstairs walkway from the gallery, then it's theirs in terms of they can use it, carry on and off of it on Shabbos because they have an eruv for the upstairs. And if not, it belongs to the chatzer. Now the kahatir says based on the gemara, it lavdaka belongs to them, but it, it could be shaykh to both of them. And therefore, no one can use it because there's property rights of both the upstairs and downstairs on it. Great, let's go on to Mishnah Dalit. Hanotin et eruvo b'beit shar. Somebody put the eruv 
in the gatehouse. This is again an Eruv Chatzer. So it's communal food, shared food, or food that someone was giving over to all the residents in the courtyard. And they didn't put it in a house like they're supposed to. They put it in a house or an apartment. They put it in the gatehouse. You know, it's like a little shack built into the wall where the shomer, where the, the guard uh, sits. Or achsadra. Achsadra is like a, a colonnade, a row of columns, or a peset. Again, our merpeset, our upstairs gallery or walkway. I know Erev, that's not a good place to put your Erev. Uh, so that's not where we put it. We put it in a proper residence. For Hadar Sham, and if someone's actually living in this space, you know, he's squatting in the in the gatehouse, I know Osir love. So then if he doesn't join the Erev, he doesn't mess up the rights of everyone else to rely on that Erev to carry in and out of that courtyard. And the mission continues with the contrast. The Beta Tevin, if they put the Erev in the uh, the straw silo, Beta Bukar, or the the barn, Beta Eitzim, or the wood storehouse, Beta Otsrot, or the storehouse, Hareze Eruv. That actually is a valid Eruv, even though these places are not really dwellings. But yeah, sometimes people rent them out, sometimes people live there, sometimes people sleep over there when you need room. But Darsham Osterlov, and somebody who lives in one of these places, he does need to join the Eruv or his property rights as part of this Chatzir, restrict everyone else's as we explained before. So this reminds us, that Rabbi Akiva used to live in a barn. Now, there's that there's a Hashuv story about Rabbi Akiva and his wife, and all they had was straw, they were living in a barn, and, and she was picking the straw out of his hair, and he says, I wish I could get you a um, a, a ear shel zahav, which was a crown with an image of Yerushalayim and gold on it. That's a famous item that we mentioned in the Mishnayot and Shabbat. So it was, you know, it was, they were very sweet and loving and giving, even though they were living in the barn with straw and nothing else. Anyway, the mission continues. Rabbi Huda Omer, So even though someone else is renting out one of these, uh, you know, kind of quasi-residences, if there's still a holding, a hand-holding of the real owner, then somebody who's just renting that out or someone squatting there or just staying over uh, doesn't, He's, his rights there are not real rights, and he doesn't restrict anyone else if he doesn't join the Arabs. So what we mean by Tfisa Yad, the Gemara explains, is the real owner actually has some stuff there, and not only is it his stuff that he has rights to go in and use or inspect, but it's stuff you can't move on Shabbos. So the guy who's renting or hanging out in the barn can't tell him you know, to, to move his stuff, so he has the right to be there, and you know the the person who's temporarily there or renting doesn't have property rights powerful enough to restrict anyone else's rights in the chatzer. So the eruv is good to go, even if he's not included. Yashar kochachem.